This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is, of course, baseball season, the trade deadline, just a couple of days away. Some teams already making some moves, so joining us is our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great, Sean. This trade week is getting hot and heavy. We just got the announcement that uh, Luzardo goes to the Marlins and Marte goes to the A's. Absolutely love this deal just for what it's worth. Um, Luzardo is a huge high upside arm. Marlins rotation looks absolutely fierce. They'll have control of him through 2026 and the Oakland A's get a fantastic rental in Starling Marte as an Astros fan. I don't like this at all because they're looking pretty dangerous now on paper. Uh, they needed someone with batting average. That is Starling Marte, and he's always a threat on the bases as well. So I give this an A for both sides of the trade. Uh, love what Kim Ng is doing down there in Miami. I think she's really thinking about the future of the team. Yeah, and they ended up uh, in the Marlins in this case, end up eating the salary. That they're the ones mm-hmm. really footing the bill for Marte. So that that does work out well for both because Lizardo, like you said, one of the great uh, young pitchers, high high ceiling on this guy who can really uh, bring both the the movement and velocity on his pitches. But uh, they paid for it. The Marlins basically picked up the tab for Marte. And at the age, you gave up a top prospect, but you got a guy that can help you make a World Series run right now. And you're not really paying him. So it ends up being a really good deal for both sides. You're exactly right. And you're right. For the rest of the next couple of days, at least, uh, the action is just beginning. And a lot of it may indeed be centered around Oakland, where the tires are being kicked on Trevor Story out there as well. The Colorado Rockies is expected to be moved this week also. But we're going to go over to the AL Central. We're going to try this again, okay? Last time we tried this White Sox-Royals matchup, and, and we were both completely wrong. We missed everything. So we're going to take another crack yeah. at it because, you know, in baseball, when you strike out, you go back up and swing again. That's exactly right. And you know what? It's a long season, and uh, we're excited when a team wins, uh, you know, 600. 600. So I, I'm going to say if we're 600 picking, then oh. we're doing pretty well, too. And we definitely lost this one last time, but we should not have, and neither should the Chicago White Sox. So I'm going to pick the White Sox again tonight because I still like Chicago versus lefties. I mean, they have fallen off a little versus lefties, but they're still tied for fifth best batting average versus Southpaws and the eighth highest slugging. So we saw Eloy hit a three-run home run last night in his second game back, so they've got more power in the lineup. And uh, to me, I'm also really looking at Jose Abreu and Andrew Vaughn, who really stand out versus lefties if you're playing DFS. Giolito's on the bump for them. He's still an ace. I'm not taking any strikeout props for Giolito because Kansas City does make contact. But most important thing is, you know, Chicago White Sox have a run differential of plus 116. That's the fourth best in the league. So they are a good, good team. Kansas City's run differential, minus 88. They're 16 games behind the Chicago White Sox. And by the time the game rolls around, they could be without Whit Merrifield. So it may be a little bit uh, even 
too easy of a bet. I say that and I'm going to jinx it, right? Chicago <laughs> money line minus 175. And if you want better odds, I like Chicago to win the game and the game total, because as I said, I, I love Giolito, but the Kansas City Royals do make contact to be over seven and a half runs between the two teams. That's plus 120. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable to me too, seven and a half, because Giolito, while he's been really good and the strikeout ability obviously mm-hmm. is outstanding, but he still has an ERA hovering around four. Uh, he is hittable so uh, on certain days you can definitely touch him up so i think that that's a those make sense and i even though the the money line is pretty heavy on the white Sox, i'm with you it's just it's just seems like too good a matchup to pass up and sometimes if you have to mix and match to get into the plus you can but uh, sometimes you just have to make the the best call and and hope for the best as well as what happened last time we didn't hit it but hey like i said Never give up. Just go back. We're going to hit take, tonight, Sean. Take We're another hack one. at it. Exactly. <laughs> so look at the, the White Sox and the Royals. We will head over to the AL, pardon me, the NL Central from the AL Central to the NL Central, where we go to Pittsburgh, in which we don't even know who's starting yet for the Pirates, and we still don't care. Yeah, we do not care. And this is why Pittsburgh is 19 and a half games back of the first place Brewers. Now, in this instance, because we don't know who's starting for Pittsburgh, I think we're actually getting a little bit of a benefit in our odds because we don't have pitchers yet. And also because Adrian Hauser's on the bump for Milwaukee. And let's face it, he's not exactly impressive. We can still take Milwaukee uh, on the run line at plus 105, which I like. Um, now, the Pirates, they just had a fire sale, right? There's no Frazier. Uh, they just got rid of Tyler Anderson. More pieces could be moving before the day's over. So I see this as a Milwaukee win. I'm taking them uh, on the run line, which is one and a half at plus 105. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Look, Pittsburgh is... They're in a, they're a bad team. They're a bad team giving away their talent. The last time uh, these two pl- teams played, the Brewers won 9-0. So, I mean, it's it's not a really great matchup for Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, let's face it, at this stage, is really just playing out the string. And I, I think we understand that. So, I, I'm with you. That one makes a lot of sense. I think Milwaukee is in a spot where they should be able to put it on cruise control. Although what that necessarily means is, is unknown. Is there a particular player that, that you like in, in this matchup at all? Yeah, you know, for DFS, I really like a couple of players, and it's uh, Willie Adamas mm-hmm. and um, Avi Garcia. So Adamas is batting 311 with four home runs and 11 RBI for July, and he's only 2,900 on FanDuel. And Avi Garcia is batting 328 with two home runs and 13 RBI this month, and he's only $2,800 on FanDuel. So when you go over to FanDuel and you're putting uh, lineups together, it's always good to have a few inexpensive pieces to plug in so you can pay up where you want to pay pay up. And on that note, by the way, Andrew Vaughn, who I mentioned earlier, 2,900, and he's slugging 6'10 with five home runs versus lefties this year. So that's another piece from that White Sox game if you want to plug in. Wow. Colton Wong, by the way, uh, on the other side for Milwaukee, their second baseman, uh, on an eight-game hitting streak, has hits in 10 out of his last 11, and they aren't all just one game of hits either. They've had, he's had a two-game hit, a three-game, a three-hit game, another three-hit game. So he's been uh, all over the place, batting well, and believe it or not, 
Even though he's not a big home run guy, he actually leads the Brewers in slugging percentage because of the doubles and the ability to still get a little power. So I like someone like Wong as well as a potential uh, DFS play. And also one of those guys that if you get one of those, uh, you know, over one and a half bases, total bases, uh, I kind of like it against Pittsburgh, against a pitching staff that, who knows, at this point, maybe (laughs) a Johnny bullpen type of day. So we'll see how that goes. Well, those are the first two we're looking at over in the Central Divisions in both the AL and the NL. We have another one coming up for you. We're going to go for one of those big NL East matchups, and we will do that in a moment. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, Jennifer Piacenti. Our baseball expert is with me, and now we go over to Philadelphia, where the, the fading Nationals who find themselves maybe even in a spot to trade Max Scherzer, although he's not expected to go tonight, find themselves against a Phillies team that was right at 500 and is trying to get a finishing kick going on a way for a playoff push. Yeah, I am picking Philly here, mostly because Wheeler has been so incredibly dominant. He struck out six or more batters in each of his last five starts as well. Uh, I'm using him for my DFS play. He's 10500 on FanDuel. I know it's spending up, but that's exactly why I wanted to throw out some inexpensive pieces. So basically... I'm picking Philadelphia because Wheeler has been good and Patrick Corbin just simply has not. It's been so bad for Corbin in July. He has a 7.17 ERA and a 1.78 whip in only 21 and a third innings. So I do expect Philly to be able to get to him. We saw them hit well last night. Bryce Harper went yard. I think Reese Hopkins could go yard tonight. Uh, again, I think uh, the, but I do think the best player, by the way, to pick tonight for your DFS is actually Andrew McCutcheon, who's batting 300 with 10 home runs versus lefties. And he just hits lefties really, really well. So I like Andrew McCutcheon. He's only 3,300 over on FanDuel. And basically, there's not a lot of money to win taking Philly here. They are heavily favored, but you can play them for DFS. So there's a lot of different ways to play this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Wheeler has been so good. And, and I'm glad you mentioned McCutcheon, too. Kind of an ageless wonder. It's amazing. Yeah. A couple, couple of years ago, people were thinking, well, this might be it. And he just keeps going. Uh, Wheeler leads the National League in strikeouts. He's second in all of baseball in strikeouts behind only Garrett Cole and, and only six behind him. But if you get into the really advanced stats and you're looking at wins over replacement or war, uh, Zach Wheeler, among all of Major League Baseball, Number one with a 5.1. So he has essentially been the best pitcher in baseball on a good team. So I like the idea uh, of that win. I I understand maybe you're not going to stack any way to get that game in there. But that is kind of the game that if you're looking for something to fill out a parlay and you feel like you would like something that's a a pretty good chance of landing because you already are, are in the plus. This is a really good one, I think, to take a look at in that regard, because it gives you an idea and a little bit of a cushion to to have a good team where, where you think they're likely going to win it. I know I like trying to find a couple of those, even though the matchup itself is on the, uh, the minus side, but you put it into a, a parlay or two that you might like, and all of a sudden that turns into a plus game. So that's one of the other ways you could take a look at these kind of matchups, especially when they're so comparatively one-sided. So, Jen... Let's recap a little bit here. We try to get you through these real quickly on sticks and stacks so you can go on with your day and and hopefully get a little luck going. Let's go back to the White Sox and the Royals. And uh, this time we don't expect the surprises. 
We do not. We do expect Chicago to win. We're taking Chicago money line. Uh, shop around, but on BetMGM, I found it for minus 175. You can probably get even better odds. If you look around, check out FanDuel, DraftKings, and all the usual places. I also like Chicago White Sox to win this game in a game total over 7.5, which is plus 120 over there on BetMGM. All right. And you mentioned guys like Jose Abreu as well as a good DFS play. And uh, someone like that may make a lot of sense, obviously. And Eloy Jimenez, as you pointed out, uh, didn't take him long to get moving either. Didn't either. I remember uh, Andrew Vaughn at 2,900 for your value play. Yes, Andrew Vaughn, and maybe a bit of a new name, but uh, you'll Mm -hmm. be hearing about him for a while, for years to come. Really, really good prospect. So we move over to the NL side where we have the Brewers taking on the Pirates. And we don't even know who the Pirates are are facing off against. We just know the Pirates are bad. (laughs) Yeah, we just know the Pirates are bad, and we know that they're having a fire sale. So they could be even, I don't know, more bad by the time tonight rolls around. So we are taking Milwaukee to win this game. I'm willing to take them on uh, the run line at minus one and a half for plus money. Okay, and I threw out Colton Wong there as a possible play uh, for any of the total bases type of bets. Obviously not a guy that has a tremendous amount of power from the home run side, but hits a lot of doubles and gives you an opportunity to maybe uh, get a little bit of a a player prop there that's interesting. So our final game, we go over to the Nationals taking on the Phillies in Philadelphia with one of the very best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in all of baseball this year on the mound, Zach Wheeler. Yes, Zach Wheeler has been absolutely dominant. So we are taking Philly to win. And if you want to play some DFS or maybe you want to do like a home run parlay, those are really fun on FanDuel. Sometimes you can throw down $5 and end up with a three dollars to $800 payout if you happen to hit them all. So um, I like Andrew McCutcheon here. He has 10 home runs on the season versus lefties. He's also batting 300. I also like Reese Hoskins for that. And you could parlay that, say, with like Jose Abreu and um, – I don't know if you just want to go someone like Tatis, you know, you can always throw a star in there. So that's certainly an idea for today to parlay. But for this game, I will be using Zach Wheeler in my DFS lineups, which means I'm going to need a lot of value pieces. So be sure you look for players like Avi Garcia, Willie Adamas, even Charlie Blackman, by the way, from your hometown, Sean. He's fantastic versus lefties and specifically versus Andrew Heaney and nine career at bats. He's batting 550 and slugging 667 so he's 2800 he's another option there yeah the Rockies actually uh, sort of ambushed the uh, Angels last night 12 to 3 on the road the Rockies uh, have basically won slightly more games on the road that you have fingers so that was a little unusual but maybe they're getting a little bit warmer because the offense is capable she is Jennifer Piacenti our baseball expert make sure you follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti that's Jen P-I-A-C-E-N T-I. I'm Sean Drotar, your host. If you'd like, you can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Good luck. We'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.